please help me welcome all of our locations. Come on, let's say a big hello and welcome to uh, Orange Park, St. John's. People watching online and especially we want to give a big shout out to Celebration Church, Northern Ireland, Big John Scott and all the team there watching the message and they're participating this weekend. We're so glad that you're with us. We're in our awakening uh, season. All right. How many of you, you're, you're off, you're off and running, you're on the fast in some way, shape or form. Look now, I want to... I want to encourage you, remember this, the first three, four, five days, those first few days are the hardest. If you can just get past, especially, I find with day five, five's the number of grace. When you start hitting day five, and then even today and, and tomorrow, day eight, I mean, you really break through a lot of that initial discomfort. So uh, look, if you've given up already, come on, start again. We got two weeks, we got two weeks left. We want you, look, I'm telling you, listen, you can do it. And, and I really encourage you, look, if you, if you can't pay for the book, I'll just give it to you. Just tell them at the loft, at whatever location you're at, get the book Awakening. In that book, I've got how to find your fast zone and a fast that works for you. Just start where you are at your level. But man, you want to get in on it. And uh, man, we got a great two weeks to go. And uh, I do want to remind everyone you saw there, Christine Kane is going to be with us uh, next week and she will be here Sunday night only, Sunday night only. She's speaking at our Orlando uh, location in the morning. She'll be at our five o'clock and our seven o'clock sub 30 service. And on that note, I want to remind everyone my preaching schedule. You guys know how, what I'll do is I, we have four Uh, There's four Sunday services that I speak at here at the arena. And what I do is I speak three of them live and then one of them gets gets the video um, just so I can can stay fresh. And this year, pretty much almost every Sunday, I'll always be live at the 9 a.m. and the 5 p.m. The 9 a.m. and the 5 p.m. And this service and the 12-12 will rotate most of the time between the video, okay? So... Man, on that note, why don't some of you guys check out the 9 a.m. or the 5 p.m.? Wouldn't that be a great service? To, I, I just want to say this, then I'll get on with the message. Look, you, you know, the 1030 is very full, um, especially getting in and out. It'll be a lot better when they finish a new road that they're building connecting 9B and, and AG Skinner Parkway. We'll have more egress. But man, if you could choose any other service besides the, this service... <laughs> It would be great. If this is the only service you can make, hey, I'm glad that you're here, but the nine, the 12, 12, or the five o'clock, uh, great. It'd be, be, just help us out. It would help us out in reaching people and, and giving everyone a good experience and not being too crowded. Awesome. If you have your Bibles, I want you to uh, go to the book of Exodus chapter 28. We're gonna be there next month in our daily Bible reading, but I'm gonna preach to you in our set apart series, Exodus chapter 28 also want to honor Dr. Martin Luther King. Come on, let's give Dr. King a big, big hand. We honor, you know, we honor up. It's very important to honor Dr. King's legacy and it was a legacy of freedom and it always works well with our church because we're always in our season of prayer and fasting where we're experiencing uh, freedom in God. And so we honor his legacy today. Exodus chapter 28, I'm gonna begin reading in verse one. Let me pray. Father, thank you for your word. God, for these next 25 or 30 minutes, Lord, give us a hunger for your word, Lord. God, we want to be set apart for you. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. 
and amen. So what do, what do y'all think about my outfit today? Huh? That's right. That's right. I'm bringing it. What, what the, how do they say it? Dress for success, right? Are you dressed for success? Now, if you've been going to celebration for uh, any length of time, you know kind of the joke is a lot of people ask me sometimes about my outfits or my clothes. And if it, you know what my secret is, I, I'm a mannequin shopper. So what I do is I go to an age-appropriate store in the town center, and I just find what's on the mannequin, and I say, give me that. So you see this outfit right here? Come on, put that picture up. I went shopping yesterday. Come on. Yeah, look. Huh? That's right. That's right. Come on, I know, I, know some of you, I know some of you ladies like a sale, but look, I like a sale too. So the, the first mannequin I look for is the mannequin that's next to the sale table. You know what I'm saying? I got this 40% off. Come on, how about that? 40%. And honestly, the reason for why I, I, I'm like a mannequin shopper is because I don't like to think about it. I'm sure that all these big fashion companies, all these big multi-billion dollar stores or whatever, somebody in New York is getting paid a whole lot of money to say, okay, this is what's in style. This is what's work. So, so put it on the mannequin. So I just kind of trust, you know, if I'm going to dress for success, I kind of trust their expertise. We know it's real interesting here in Exodus chapter 28, we have God giving the priest specific instructions on how to dress and really how to dress for success. And that's what I want to talk to you today for a few moments because we can see some types and shadows and some symbols and a lot of powerful things as we look at how the priest dressed in the Old Testament, and that's going to speak to how we should spiritually dress as believers in Christ. You know, there's about five, I'm going to go over five or six pieces of, 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 of these priest clothing over the next few weeks. I'm going to do a couple today, and then we're going to get into to the rest uh, in, the, in the subsequent weeks. But real quick, let, let's look at that priest, high priest mannequin right here. Do we got, got him? Look, look, come on, look at that. Is that guy dressed for success or what? I'm telling you, so just kind of look at that. And you know, you can see the ephod, that's like the a- a- apron, the chest piece of decision there. You can see the, you know, his turban and the crown kind of on there. And then the outer garment test. We'll, we'll get into all that. I just wanted you to have a picture of that. Now let's Get into the word here. Exodus chapter 28. It says, call for your brother Aaron and his sons, Nadab, Abihu, and Eleazar, and Ithamar. Set them apart. Everybody say set them apart. See, set apart. God is about to set apart the priest. And the way he's going to set them apart is in how they dress. That's one of the main ways that he sets them apart. Now, how many of you know the Bible says in the New Testament that we are a royal priesthood. We're a royal priesthood. We are a holy nation. And God has called us, spiritually speaking, to set ourselves apart and dress for spiritual success. He goes on to say there, he says, set them apart from the rest of the people Israel so that they may minister to me and be my priests. Verse two, make sacred garments for Aaron that are glorious and beautiful. Make sacred or some translations say distinguishing 
garments that are glorious and beautiful. Let me unpack those words, glorious and beautiful. That word glorious, kabod, okay? It means the power and presence of God. What God was saying this is, I'm gonna design these garments and, and Aaron, if you'll put them on in the appropriate way, guess what? It's, it's, gonna, it's gonna carry the power and presence of God. How you dress, it's gonna, it's gonna, there, there's gonna be, my touch is gonna be on that. They're gonna be glorious. They're gonna actually uh, contain the power or, or carry the power and presence of God. And he says they're also gonna be beautiful. That word in the Greek is, is tiferah, which means, or in the Hebrew is, is tiferah, which means beauty, attraction, and honor. He says also, these priestly garments, I, I'm gonna, uh, there, there's gonna be an attraction on them. I'm gonna anoint them and they're gonna carry my presence and glory and there's gonna be an attraction on them where people are gonna, man, it's, it's gonna be beautiful. There's gonna be this, this attraction that, 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 that honors God and glorifies God. <clears throat> now, let's talk about this kind of what this, what's a, what's a similar passage of scripture to this in the New Testament? Let me read you. First John 2.20 and 2.27, God says this in 2.20, he says, but you have, First John 2.20 says, but you have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. First John 2.27, but the anointing which you have received from him abides in you and you do not need that anyone teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things and is true and is not a lie, and just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. Let me give you a definition of anointing here from uh, the Greek word charisma. This is on your notes there. Anointing, referring to the ministry of the Holy Spirit, empowering the receptive believer. Everybody say receptive. See, as a believer, you have to be receptive to the ministry of the Holy Spirit in your life. You have to be receptive to God's glory, to the presence and power of God. Re, uh, to, to the receptive, empowering the receptive believer into the fullness and freedom of God's preferred will. Now, here's how this works in our lives, okay? When you receive Jesus, okay, the Holy Spirit indwells on the inside of you. You get a brand new spirit and the Holy Spirit dwells on the inside of you. Your spirit is the perfect part of you. You're perfected in Christ. Your soul is a, still a work in progress, Okay, but on the inside of you, watch, God has given you everything you need, the Bible says, that pertains to life and godliness. You've got all the wisdom that you'll ever need down there. And so what this scripture is talking about is, you don't, it, when it says you don't need anyone teach you and you know all things, it's not talking about you don't need anybody to teach you the word. We know that all over the Bible it talks about the importance of teaching the word and being a student of the world, word and preaching the word of God and being a student of Christ and all those things. But what it's talking about, why? Watch this. There's a uniqueness about who you are, how God created you. There's an anointing on your life, and there are certain things that God and God alone, only He can teach you and guide you into. Okay, let me give you an, an example. The, there's an anointing on my life. There's a calling, there's an anointing on my life to preach. No man taught me how to preach. The Holy Spirit taught me how to preach. Now, I took you know, I would do the Bible. I would listen to people preach. I studied on, you know, how to preach and setting up tension and there's things like that. But that stuff didn't really develop me as a teacher. The Holy Spirit did. So the Holy Spirit is constantly guiding us 
into wisdom, into who we are in Christ, developing us. This is what I say about the anointing, the power and presence of God, the kabat, all that kind of stuff. Watch, the anointing is what makes you better than you really are. The anointing carries the supernatural component. It carries the favor of God in your life. Listen, watch. Uh, Men, you can go to business school. You can start a company. You can learn a lot from a a, a lot of people. Guess what? There's some things when you're surrendered and set apart uh, to God that only the anointing can teach you. And that's what will set you apart in your business. You following me? God will open doors no man can open. God will show you things that no man could show you. God can give you wisdom that no man can give you. How many of you are excited about the anointing in your life? Okay, watch. The anointing, the glory of God. The anointing, what the anointing comes from the Holy Spirit. There's an attractiveness about the anointing. You're filled with the Holy Spirit. We know about the fruit of the Holy Spirit. That's attractive. There's an attractiveness about your life. Very similar to what it's talking about here, Exodus 28, that this clothing, it's the power and presence of God. There's an anointing. There's an attractiveness to that. So here's the question. How many of you want to experience more of this anointing in your life? How many of you want, because watch this, just like Aaron and the priest in the Old Testament, the anointing that you experience in your life, or if you can increase, for you to increase the anointing in your life, it is directly connected to how you spiritually dress. And I'm telling you, if you will learn, if you will learn how to set yourself apart and how to dress appropriately spiritually, you will experience more of the glory and the beauty of God in your life, the power, the presence, the favor, that supernatural component of God. So let's unpack this a little bit. I'm not gonna go in order as it says in Exodus chapter 28. I'm gonna kind of go in in order how we looked at that guy and we're just picking things out, kind of starting at the head. So let's start at the head here. Look what it says here in Exodus chapter 28, verse 36. Let's check out the headpiece here. Check out the turban and what is on it. Uh, Exodus 28, 36, it says, it says, next make a medallion of pure gold and engrave it like a seal with these words, holy to the Lord. Everybody say holy to the Lord. Holy to the Lord. Attach the medallion with a blue cord to the front of Aaron's turban where it must remain. So here's what God's saying. Okay, if you're gonna dress for success, if you're, gonna, if, if you're gonna be set apart from me and carry the anointing, my presence, my power, my supernatural favor, watch this, it all starts up top. And here's what God instructed the priest to do. Okay, you have your, your hat, your turban on, but I want you to, it was, like, it was like a crown. Think of it like a gold headband. I want you to put this crown of gold, watch this, not on top here, I want it to go right over your mind. And in caps, I want to make a statement, Aaron, that over your mind, your mind is holy to the Lord. The first thing we have to do if we're going to carry more of God's power and anointing is we've got to set the crown of holiness over our minds. Set the crown of holiness 
over your mind. In other words, there's a seal. Now, here's what that means. Watch me. That means that you are going to decide right now at the beginning of the year, Lord, my mind is holy. It's set apart to you. I'm going to put a seal there and I'm going to be very intentional about what comes in my mind. I'm going to be very intentional about how much of the secular and how much carnality I allow in my mind. Because, Lord, the first thing I need to know about my mind is holy to the Lord. I've been set apart for a specific purpose. God has called me to walk in his anointing and his favor and his fullness and his freedom. Know his preferred will. God has called me to that. And if I want to experience that in a greater degree, I've got to be very careful about what I allow in my mind. And the two gates to the mind are what? The eye gate and the ear gate. We've been talking a lot in Celebration Church about gates. What are gates designed for? They're designed to keep something in and to keep something out. You know what I wanna keep in my mind? I wanna keep in the word of God first and foremost. I'm gonna get the word of God in my mind so I can be transformed. In fact, let's look at this scripture here in Romans chapter 12, verses one and two. It says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world. Everybody say, do not be conformed. See, the culture, it's trying to conform us. We talked about with Daniel, they wanted him to eat from the king's table, the, the, the table of the world. The world is trying to conform you, but God's saying, if you wanna experience my power, listen, you can't be conformed to this world. You gotta put a seal over your mind and look what it says. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. Everybody say transformed. Transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. What did that definition of anointing say? So you could experience the fullness and freedom according to God's preferred will. You've got a a standard of holiness on your mind. Now watch this, okay? Here's what that means. You have to decide how much of the secular you're gonna allow in your mind and allow, and allow in your life. Now, let's, so let's take the ear gate, okay? So let's talk about secular music. Listen to some secular music is fine. You know, I wouldn't listen to anything that has a bad message in it, but, but watch this. Secular music cannot impart life to you. So if all you do is listen to secular music, and you don't have enough godly music and praise and worship and things that are gonna lift your spirit. The Bible says this, to be carnally minded is death, to be spiritually minded is life and peace. It doesn't say to be sinfully minded is death. Yes, sinfully minded is death. It just says carnal. What does that mean? That means, man, as great as you know, Coldplay and all these things, I like all their music, it all sounds great, but you know what, it doesn't give me life and peace. You following me? Y'all, so... I'm not, listen, I'm not, I'm not coming against your secular music, except a little bit I am. All right, so. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is, you, you, if you listen to all secular music, and you're, you're not listening to praise and worship, man, and things that bring life to you, you're not gonna experience the anointing like God wants you to experience it. Okay, so let's talk about the eye gate. Now we know things, pornography, you know, we know all that stuff, we gotta protect uh, the eye gate, but man, you know, it's also like what you watch. 
you know, what you watch, how, much, how many soap operas you watch, how many whatever you watch, how many vampire shows you watch, even how much news you watch. Now, what, watching news is good. I'm telling you, I, can, I just can't take too much. That's all. I, I, I'll be, I turned on the news the other night. Um, so-and-so got killed. A baby got burned by its own mom. I'm not even going to go there. You know why? Because we're all just going to. What we weren't created to know every horrific thing that happens all over this world. Come on, is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Y'all, where's my preaching section? I'm coming over here to preaching. I'm, I'm just saying, watch. This is what the internet, and internet and media has great things, but you know what? We weren't created for that. You know how mankind used to, we, the average person would never walk more than 20 miles from his house. That's why when you drive down the road, there's about a town every 20 miles. Because 100 years ago, that's about how far a healthy person could walk in a day. They didn't have any TV. They had, we're punching a button, and it's every terror act, every brutal, horrific murder. You've got you've to control what goes in your mind. We can have some of that, but if you're getting tons of that, and you're not getting enough of the word of God in church and all that kind of stuff, it's gonna affect you. And I hope I'm talking to some people here today. You're saying, you know what? In 2015, I'm putting a crown of holiness over my mind because the battlefield is in the mind. I'm telling you, you gotta start thinking about what you're thinking about. You better think about what you're thinking about. You better meditate about what you're meditating about. I'm telling you, if you can get your mind on God, he will keep in perfect peace. Him whose mind is stayed on him. Come on, give God a hand for that. Remember, holiness means set apart. Let me say this real quick. Watch this, because a lot of people are confused on holiness and righteousness. Okay, righteousness, righteousness means uh, justified, approved, uh, morally justified. You know how we became righteous? We became righteous because of Jesus. Because of Jesus' work on the cross, he made us righteous. It's not our own righteousness, it's imputed righteousness. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We are righteous by faith. We are not righteous by any work. We are not righteous by what we watch or don't watch. We're not righteous by what we do or don't do. We are righteous in Christ and Christ alone. He is our righteousness. When you accept Jesus, when you accept Jesus, all your past, present, and future sins are totally forgiven forever by that one-time sacrifice that he did over 2,000 years ago. Watch. So we're righteous because of Jesus. Amen? Isn't that awesome? Now, because we are righteous, God has set us apart. He's called us to be holy. Who sets us apart as holy? The Holy Spirit. God says, be holy as I'm holy. What is God saying? What, how do we pray to our Father? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed, holy, be thy name. We're saying, God, you're set apart. Your name is set apart. God's saying, just as I'm set apart, I want you to be set apart because now you're righteous by the blood of Jesus and I have a special purpose for you. I have a use for you. So I need you set apart so that you can carry a great degree of my anointing, my favor, my power, 
the way that's going to happen primarily is worship, and I need you renewing yourself in your mind. Are you following me here? You, so, so, so holiness, holiness means set apart. When God says, be holy as I'm holy, God's saying, look, I need, I'm full of love. I need you full of love. I'm full of life. I need you full of life. I'm free. You know, I'm set apart and I'm free and I'm full of love and I'm full of life and I'm not bound by all this stuff. And I want, you're my child. I want you set apart. You're full of love. You're full of life. You're not bound by all this stuff. You're not being conformed to the world. Come on, you're being transformed into the image of my son. So holiness is different from righteousness. Watch. Holiness leads to wholeness. Holiness leads to wholeness. The ministry of the Holy Spirit is to bring you into the fullness and freedom of Christ in God's will where you are whole. And you have the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Not the righteous spirit. Now the Holy Spirit is totally righteous, but that's why they call, he's the Holy Spirit. Do you see what I'm saying? Why? Where you're set apart to me now, you know what you're going to experience? Remember that what he tell Aaron? For, for glory and for beauty. You're going to have love, joy, the fruits of the Spirit. You're going to have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. It's going to be beautiful to people. It's going to be attractive. It's they're going to look at you and they're going to say, I need what that person has. Come on, can you give God a hand for that? So what? Look at the other thing it says here. And you, you saw that in the priestly garment here. Let's look at the next thing. Look, Exodus chapter 28, verses 29 through 30. He says, in this way, Aaron will carry the names, everybody say names, of the 12 tribes of Israel on the sacred chess piece. Sacred chess piece, some translations. And in the Hebrew, it says, chess piece of decision or breastplate of decision. It goes on to say over his heart, when he goes into the holy place, this will be a continual reminder that he represents the people. Everybody say people. When he comes before the Lord, insert the Urim and Thummim into the sacred chest piece. So they will be carried over Aaron's heart when he goes into the Lord's presence. In this way, Aaron will always carry, look at this, over his heart, the objects used to determine the Lord's will not just for Aaron, but for who? For his people whenever he goes in before the Lord. So here's, I don't know if we could put that back up there real quick, that picture of the, of the high priest there, the mannequin. If we can't, it's okay. But here's, here's what that chest piece looked like. There it is. Do you see kind of over, that's the, the ephod on the shoulders and the apron undergone. But do you see that top piece where it has those 12 stones there? Right there, so this was the chess piece of decision. And here's what he would do when he went in to inquire to the Lord about innocent or guilty or direction or anything like that. He had this chess piece with the 12 stones, the 12 tribes of Israel, these stones. Are you ready for this? Remember, they didn't have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. They didn't have an anointing residing on, on the inside of them. So when he would come before the Lord and ask the Lord a question, the Lord would use those stones on the chest, they would kind of light up 
or they would sparkle. Scholars kind of debate, did they fully light up? Did they sparkle a different way? You know, was it like, hey, who should kept camp on the west side of this river and the stone of the certain tribe light up? There's, there's debate in how they lit up or sparkled, but he would actually go before the Lord and say, hey, should we do this or we're not? Or is so-and-so guilty or are they innocent? That's what Urim and Thummim mean. It's like guilty or innocent, it's, it's direction. And so it would light up and it would give them the direction they need. But watch, it wasn't just direction for Aaron, even though it included Aaron and the priests, but it was the direction for what? All the people. In other words, when he put that chess piece on, it was a reminder to Aaron, watch this. Aaron, it's not just about you. The will of God and the favor of God on your life is directly connected to your relationships. It's not just about you, it's about all of Israel. It's about the relationships that you're connected to. So here's what I call this when we're talking about spiritually dressing for the New Testament believer. This is the chess piece of relationships over your heart. The chess piece of relationships over your heart. It was a chess piece. It had all the tribes. It had all of his relationships on there. And watch, they were over his heart. Let me say it kind of this way. Your relationships will dictate the condition of your heart. Let me, let me say it this way. What was it? The, the chess piece of decision? Your relationships will dictate how you make decisions. And I believe this. If you're not connected to the right relationships, you won't make good decisions. What does the Bible say? Bad company corrupts what? Good morals. So watch, if you want clear dis direction in your life, well, imagine Aaron and the priest going in there. They could just walk in there and say, hey, should we do this? And however the stones would light up, it would be clear or whatever. What? Why did they need that? Why? They didn't have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. They didn't have the anointing to guide them into all truth. I'm telling you, you have something a lot better than stones and Urim and Thummim. You have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. You don't, watch. You can, you can know those things. If any man needs wisdom from heaven, he should ask. And if you will guard your mind and set a seal over that, and if you will get connected to the right relationships, just like those stones lighting up, God will give you direction and it'll be loud and clear. Uh. I'll never forget this, the, the, the time in my life. So, so here's the thing. Are you connected to the right relationships? Listen, you can be friends with anybody, but do you have some relationships that you know are pulling you down? If you wanna walk or increase the power of God in your life and the favor of God in your life, experience more of that, watch this. You've gotta guard your heart with the right relationships this year. So what's the next step for you? I mean, maybe, you know, maybe just you're, you're new to church, maybe that membership class on February 1st, maybe getting baptized on February 1st. That's really, really baptism. It's about relationships. We're identifying with Christ, right? Now we have a new father, Father God. We come up in Christ, identity with him. Now God in, in, in the family of Jesus is our primary family. And the only way we can really love our natural family, the way we're supposed to love them, is to understand what God's family is all about. So is it getting in a group? Is it getting in a serving team? Watch, all those things. Okay, look, serving teams, yes, we need people to help in parking and youth and all that kind of stuff. But the underlying thing about serving teams or a group, listen, I know this, if you're not connected 
to godly people that can pull you up, that can encourage you, you're not going to walk in the anointing that God wants you to walk in. You're just not. Boy, this happened to me one, one, in my life, okay? I was in college. I was fired up for God. And, and, and uh, man, I set my mind to God and everything like that. And, and I had Christian friends, but I was still hanging out with a lot of my old frat guys and party guys and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's, it, it's fine being friends with those people. Watch, but you got to be careful about who you do life with. And I'll never forget, we were out at the bar uh, one night, I wouldn't do anything bad. I wouldn't get drunk. I wouldn't do anything crazy or anything like that. And I was just hanging out with some, and I walked out of the bar and I was walking and the Holy Spirit, I'm telling you, he arrested me. And he said this, he said, Stovall, don't ever go back in there again. Don't ever go back in there again. And what he was saying was this, what he was saying was this, Stovall, it, 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 those people you can be friends with, but if you're gonna walk in the call of God, in the anointing, in my favor, in power, and fullness of freedom, you can't do life with those people. You can be their friend, but you've got to get connected to people in the family of God that are going to pull you up and help you go in the right direction, help you and give you clear decision. Come on, can you give God a hand for that? Bow your heads right now. Bow your heads right now. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for your word. And Lord, as we unpack these first couple of things from the priestly garments, Lord, I just pray right now. Let, let me have a show of hands. If you'd say, Stovall, this is before God. You're saying, Lord, I'm gonna put a crown of holiness over my mind in 2015. I'm gonna be careful about what I allow in. Raise that hand right now. Raise it up high. So many people. How many of you'd say this? You'd say, Stovall, I'm, uh, I got some relationships and they're affecting my heart and they're affecting my decisions. And there's some relationships that I just need to, I can be friends, but I, I can't do life with anymore. And I need to make sure and get connected more here in church or just hanging out with the right kind of friends that I have. Come on, you know who you are. Will you just stick a hand up if God's speaking that to you? So important. Hands are up everywhere. You can put those hands down. Here's what I'm gonna do, right? Look, look up. Here's what I, I need to, I felt led to do this. I did this in the nine o'clock service as well. I wanna do this. You know, there's, if you talk about a group of people that's constantly being bombarded to be conformed to the world, it's our young people, isn't it? Talking about high school, college students constantly being bombarded with those messages, be like the world, sleep with whoever you, you want, party, get drunk. You gotta be popular like this person to be accepted. I'm telling you right now that God is gonna undo all that garbage and he's gonna raise up a group of young people that are on fire for him, who've set their minds to holiness and God, who are connected in the right relationships and they are gonna see God do incredible things in their lives and in their schools. Come on, do you believe that? So here's what I want right now. Here's what I want right now, real quickly. If you're a student, if you're, you're a student, college, high school, middle school, uh, if you're a student at all, or student age, college age, high school age, middle school age, whatever, I want you to raise your hand right now, wherever your hands are up all over the place. I want every hand raised. We gotta do this fast. And if you're a parent, help them do this. I want you to get down here to this altar right now. And I'm gonna pray, I'm gonna pray over you. Come on, give my hand, church. I want you to get down this altar. Look at all of our students. Look at all of the young people in our church. Come on, give God a hand for them. 
locations. Brad, can y'all get those students down. Big John, get those students down. Look at this. Is this unbelievable? Man, we got an army in here, church. This is, the, this is where it is right here. Wow. This is amazing. Listen, I want y'all to, oh my goodness. Un, this is, this is amazing. You know, I just, I feel, I have a sense of, I just feel privileged I feel honored that God would entrust us with this many young people. Come on. I want to. I know, I know we're, we're, run, we're running out of time. We have, a, we have another service uh, coming in. So I'm going to pray with you. But here's what I want to say to you students. Listen, God has created you just the way you are for a purpose. And there is an anointing on the inside of you that God wants to release in an amazing way. And I want to tell you, it's not about trying to, I know what the world's bombarding at you. Sleep around, party, get drunk, go to social media. You know, you got to wear this kind of dress size or you got to, if you're a guy, you got to sleep around with this many girls or, or, or just whatever, or you got to fit in with this group of people to be popular or, or, you know, I know you're constantly bombarded with messages like that. Listen to me. All of those are lies. You can never be fulfilled in any of those things. And all those things will only cause pain. This, this is the truth. Listen, man, God wants to build that core on the inside of you. And if you can say, Lord, I'm going to set my life apart to you. I'm going to give you my mind and I'm going to get my heart. I'm going to connect to the right people. I'm not going to do life with people that put me down, with people that hurt me, with people that say those kind of things. I'm going to get connected to the right people. I'm telling you, God is going to do something amazing in your life. Come on, do you believe that church? Let's give God a hand. Listen, I'm going to pray over right now. Adults, I'm going to ask you to stand. Let's just all stand right now. I'm going to pray over these young people, all of our locations. And I I just believe this year, listen, you're set apart for a special purpose. You're holy unto the Lord. Receive this today. Father, in Jesus' name, we pray over all of these students today. Just amazing, Lord. This is an army, God. Lord, these students can bring a righteous riot, Lord, to this world, Lord. The gospel of Jesus. Lord, I just come against the lies of the enemy. Lord, I I pray that the voice of the enemy be silenced in their ears right now. Lord, I pray for a hunger for God, a hunger for your presence, a hunger for the word. And Lord, I just call forth that anointing on the inside of them, God. Lord, I speak to who they are in Christ. They're a child of God. You made them just the way they are. And Lord, you need them just the way they are. God, I just pray for a fire. Lord, I pray, God, for a holy fire to fall on this group in all of our students, in all of our locations, in the mighty name of Jesus. And Lord, 2015, 2015 is going to be the year 
that we see these young people come into your power like never before in Jesus name and everybody said amen thank you for joining us for this week's message our prayer is that it will help you to live a God first life for more information about Celebration Church and other available resources, please visit our website at www.celebration.org.